Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving and well-fed and was surrounded by loved ones. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys at home. Thank you for tuning in. And let's greet each other with what we always say every Sunday, the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive, the gift of grace. Good morning and welcome to Grace. You sounded okay for being a Sunday after Thanksgiving. I know we're kind of full and it's a little groggy. I, I admit, I'm, I feel the same way, but you all sounded good. First of all, if this is your first time here at Grace Bible Church, we want to welcome you by giving you a round of applause. So thank you for joining us. As well, if this is your first time watching us from home, we want to thank you as well. We want to hear from anyone who has come here to Grace for the first time. And what we want you to do is go to our link gracelaredo.org forward slash connect. Scroll down till you get to the welcome home card and fill it out. We just want to know that you're here, that you're present, that you're watching. We want to pray for you and maybe answer any questions that you may have. We want to come alongside with you in any journey that you have in your Christian walk. Just a great celebration. We have so much to be thankful for, but just to give you an update, regalos de amor. You know, as a congregation last year, we were able to gather 200 and some guy challenged us to go an extra and double it up for 400. And thanks to your generosity, thanks to your gratefulness, we were able to collect 484 gifts. So that's awesome. It was really neat to see that 360 came in that Sunday, but it was okay. Better late than never. So it was exciting. I know you guys would come through and we bless so many children across the border. So thank you for that. Very grateful. Today we have a special Sunday. It's a little different than any other Sunday. And this is one of my favorite Sundays because we call it Testimony Sunday. We're so much to be thankful for. And what we're going to do today is just hear from two people, actually three people, two stories of giving thanks on how Jesus has saved them in any circumstances. And better yet, how his church, Grace Bible Church, has come alongside through these troubling times. We've called this Sunday Stories of Grace. Hi, this is my beautiful wife, Elizabeth Garcia. And this is my husband, Jose Luis Garcia. So what I do for a living is financial services. I'm self-employed and I take care of, of business owners and family members and help them and guide them with money management tips and ideas. And I'm a stay-at-home mom to a two-year-old boy and an eight-month-old baby boy. Which he is a handful. So how we got to Grace was through my sister, Sorangel. Uh, she told us about it and, and how it was, it was a true word and the true gospel and how they would teach you the, the biblical stuff. So we got motivated and I told her, we have to go. And what really just you know, impacted us when we first went was that, you know, they always stuck to the truth of the word and didn't just try to, you know, motivate us. During the whole process of going through these challenging times, um, when, when everything was confessed to my wife, I felt this, this giant relief, like, I'm free, I'm free. I, I could feel that, that that connection with, with our father and that that I, I always wanted, but I'm so excited. There's a celebration. I want to jump, cheer, be like, guys, I'm saved. 
I'm saved. But I turn back and I, and I look at Liz. She's on the floor saved. I can't, I can't cheer with you. I can't, I'm broken. And that's the hardest thing. Before we met with Pastor Eddie, um, I was just feeling very defeated and, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I told my husband, you know, if you really want this to work out, this marriage to work out, then we need to, you know, seek help. It was, it was a very depressing road and decided to reach out. I wasn't going to let go of the, the gift that God provided me. Yeah. When the pastor first, you know, asked us if he wanted to continue with, you know, finishing our marital counseling and going into Regen, I thought, this is not for me. I don't need this. Like, I've been a Christian practically all my life. So I'm self-employed and, and I know if I run my business, I have to run it and either you do it or you don't. There's no, I'm gonna, I'll try to do it. So when I came into, into Regen, that's the same attitude I took. It's just, I have to do this. So one of the things that were holding me back and, and being part of, of this group was my pride and my ego, thinking that I know it all already. And I was just not living what God was telling me to do. So I've, I, there's no need for me to go and do this. This is for somebody else, not for me. So one of the biggest fears I had coming into Regen was opening up about myself, about you know the issues that we were going through in our marriage. Um, there was definitely a lot of feelings of shame, and you know just feeling vulnerable, having to open up to people I don't know, and you know just wondering, am I ever going to be able to let my guard down? Will you guys help me welcome Jose Luis and Liz Garcia? Good morning, guys. Come on. First of all, I want to thank you guys for being brave enough to share your story. And, you know, I know that God does things and puts us through circumstances, through tests for a reason, and more than anything is to glorify him. And so thank you. I know it takes a lot of courage to be up here and to share and be vulnerable with the church, and that's who we are, though. That's Grace Bible Church, being open and real in our brokenness. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Liz, let me start with you. When met with unmet expectations in your marriage, that as a result brought significant pain. How did this break the image you had of your relationship with the church? I definitely um, did see the need for the church even more <clears throat> when all of this happened because I had been watching testimonies of other couples going through similar situations and I saw how you know, their marriage was restored through God and through their you know, through the recovery with 
the small groups and marital counseling. So I knew that the church was important in all of this. And so because of that, did that make you seek out church leaders or the church body and community? Yes. Um, you know, I told my husband that, you know, if he wanted, you know, to work things out that we needed to, you know, speak to, to you, to the pastor and, and to look for, you know, guidance through other couples in the church. You mentioned you both did regen. Let me ask you, how has that been as far as reaching out to the community, the family uh, of Grace Bible Church? So we did regeneration. Um, we started regeneration, and um, I started maybe a week or, or I think maybe almost a month late, but um, Hilda welcomed me with open arms into the women's group, and it has been very, very beneficial to both of us. Jose Luis, um, you mentioned confessing was quite liberating, yet the weight of this uh, deeply hurt your wife. You mentioned the video you were celebrating, but you looked down at your wife and saw how she was in pain. How did this push you to a new relationship with Jesus Christ and his church? How it pushed me was <clears throat> seeing how through through her I could see God's grace and and it just opened up my eyes of you know I've always been involved in the church coming and it it was just like a I, I I would take for granted the word grace you know you said in the morning hey welcome to grace grace is a gift from God and I was just I would just sit there and just be like all right here we go it's a gift from God okay. Um, but this whole thing showed me uh, that, yeah, it, that it is a gift from God and it's grace and it just brought me closer. And, and I've always seen people, I've seen some gentlemen raise their hands and they're praying and all that. And, and it just motivated me. Like, how do they do that? Like, what do they do? Like, what's that superpower they have? And they just know that it's, it's through grace. Mm -hmm. And that's brought me near to to the word of God every day now. So would you say that through your current journey, you know, what has God revealed to you? And, and most importantly, what are you hopeful for? Repeat it again. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> through this journey, maybe both of you that, are going, that you've been through and are going through, what has God revealed in your heart through your struggles, through this journey again? And, and more importantly, what are you hopeful for? It's revealed to me a lot of things. <clears throat> One, I during groups, I would say, "Oh, we're gonna we need a break because we have two kids, and like you saw, one of them throwing all the toys. He's a handful. <laughs> uh, like we need a break from the Word of God. All right, I need a break for us. But why? You know, like it's just God telling me, why do you need a break from me? Like I am your everything." Uh, so, so yeah, there's mornings so now that I do wake up early and I feel like, do I really need to read? Like, really, I, do I have to read? And it's more of like, hey, um, I've given you everything. You must read. I mean, this is me talking to God, and that's how I feel he's at telling me. So, but it's changed everything, like seeing how 
my life has changed and it will change. It's not perfect. I'm not near somewhere perfect through like living a life of Jesus Christ, but it's, I'm going to get there. Maybe never, but we'll get there. And it's never going to be perfect. That's what I'm saying. But it changed everything. So, What was the question again about being hopeful? Right? <laughs> no, yes. Um, you know, during my time in, in, in Regent, <clears throat> I've seen that, you know, connecting with other women who have maybe gone through similar situations and, you know, or hearing uh, testimonies of other couples going through similar things gives me hope. You know, like, if they can do it, you know, why can't I? God can work through them. Why can't he work through us? So <clears throat> I know that, you know, God puts tests in our lives for a reason. And this is just for us to grow in our faith and our dependence of him. Yeah, I do believe that. And like I mentioned to you, and I think we all go through these things where God gives us these disciplines because like little children, we don't obey or listen to him. So it takes a situation in our lives, a circumstance in our lives where we finally turn to him and say, okay, God, I'm listening. And through that struggle, we are being more and more turned into his image. We are being sanctified. And so there's hope in that. And so, guys, I want to thank you again for uh, sharing. And I know, like you said, Joselis, God's not done with this, with us, any of us. So thank you for that. And I can't wait to see uh, what God has done in your life. And on a personal note, um, it's been a great journey with you guys, seeing when you first walked into my office and seeing you now here. Who would have ever thought? And I don't know if you remember, I said, look, there's not a light at the end of the tunnel, but there is one if you look far, far deep down inside, and one day you'll get there, and that light is Christ, and you are continually going to him, the light will get brighter and brighter, and it reflects in your marriage. So thank you guys, and God bless you. Will you give me a round, give me a round of applause? Thank you guys. I am happily married right now to my wonderful husband, Robert. We just had our first wedding anniversary on November 2nd. I'm a full-time employee. I have busy life, busy schedule. In the middle of all of it, I um, decided to pursue my education in communications. I'll be starting in spring. And I'm a mom of two beautiful boys. One of them's in elementary and one's in middle school. At an early age, I started witnessing domestic violence between my parents. And then eventually it turned into physical abuse towards myself and my brothers. Since I didn't know how to process that pain and that anger, all I did was just store it up inside and pretty much ignored it. Um, as years went on, I went into the dating years and I saw that the cycles were repeating when it came to domestic violence. And I started questioning myself and I started questioning God. Why? What, what, did I do something to deserve this? It's something that I, I held on to in, my, in the back of my mind. I wanted to know why. After everything that I had gone through in life, I had already set myself to be alone. I felt like I didn't deserve happiness. I didn't deserve to be loved. It was only going to be my son and I. But sure enough, wonderful man shows up, my now husband Robert, and out of fear, I held my wall up. I, 
I felt like I needed to protect myself because of everything that I've gone through in my past. So finally, I felt like things were just coming out great. Things were going smooth. And um, we ended up getting pregnant. So that was a happy moment in our life. But unfortunately, we miscarried. So all that happiness pretty much went out the window. I felt like I was being punished again. I did something wrong. I was asking God, why? What, why would you take a child away from me? I thought that I couldn't bear any more children. And with this pregnancy, I felt like it was a gift only to be taken away from me. Um, I didn't know how to grieve it, just like I didn't know how to grieve the rest of my past. So I just stored it up, threw away the key. And then shortly after, I was then diagnosed with cervical cancer. Due to my cervical cancer, I had to get a hysterectomy. Therefore, I have no ability whatsoever to bear children anymore. I just wanted to know why. I knew I wasn't gonna get my answers. I knew I wasn't gonna hear what I wanted to hear. Out of anger, out of frustration, I wanted to know what I did to deserve all of this. It was just one thing after another after another. And I just wanted my answers and I just wanted that control. But then sure enough, I was going to be shown that I'm not the one in control. So as time went by after my um, cervical cancer diagnosis, my coworker, best friend, Sylvia Villarreal, offered an invitation um, to join her with at church. At first, I was a little hesitant. Sure enough, one day I gave in. I was like, fine, stop twisting my arm. So I walk into church, music's playing, tears start running down my face. I just felt something take over me something that I had never felt before. It was scary because I'm feeling. Feeling is not something I'm familiar with, but at the same time, it felt peaceful. It felt graceful. And after the music, I, I of course, we sit down and listen to the sermon. And afterwards, we walk out. It was just an overwhelming feeling of hope that I never had before. I was scared of hope before because of all the negative things, all the trauma that I had in my life. For so many years, through so many things, my number one question to God was why? 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 But now that I finally put my guard down, now that I finally allowed myself to trust him, to listen to his word, my whys were finally going to start being answered. So sure enough, my friend Sylvia, she told me about how she was going to start a new class at church called Regen, Regeneration. And um, I asked her, hey, what is it about? And she's like, well, it'd be best if you had to sit down with Ila. So sure enough, we set up a sit down. We had an amazing conversation and Ilda highly recommended that I do Regen. And so I did. I signed up. Um, 
sure enough, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know that it was going to be such a rough process. So as I began my journey through Regen, um, my husband noticed a drastic change in me. He said that that change was for the worse. But that's when I started thinking to myself, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be getting worse. I'm supposed to be getting better. What's going on? That's when I knew that this journey wasn't going to be easy. It was going to be a rough one. Will you guys help me welcome Michelle Farias? Good morning, Michelle. I too want to thank you for your testimony. I know it's a little nerve-wracking coming up here. And like I mentioned, it's, it's hard to just confess our brokenness. But God's using you. It's God using every one of us. So thank you for that. Michelle, I have a question for you. You mentioned that you were asking God why. You mentioned that you were angry and frustrated. I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, you weren't really seeking answers. You just wanted to be angry and frustrated at God. But what were your frustrations in your praying and arguing with God if that's, that was the case? I want to say that um, <clears throat> my main frustration was feeling like I did something wrong. And I wanted to know what I did wrong to deserve everything that I went through. It was a painful, traumatic years that I went through that it was just one thing after another after another. And because I didn't have guidance on how to deal with all these emotions, all these feelings, I didn't know who to let my anger out on. I wanted to let my anger out on God and ask him why. And because at that time I couldn't control everything that was going on around me, I felt like I needed to take control of my feelings, of everything in order to protect myself. And I knew that I wasn't, later on I ended up finding out that it wasn't something that I was gonna be able to deal with on my own. This was something that was just I just couldn't control, and I needed help. I just didn't know where to turn to, and that's when Grace walked in, and wow, did it change my life. <laughs> so. Let me ask you this, Michelle. What was it like to have church support rather than hiding your frustration? What was it like to have Grace walk in like you mentioned? It was, like I said in the video, it was a little scary because I never had anything graceful or beautiful that that just that feeling and whenever I know that when it's happened to me in the past it's like well it can't last for long there something's gonna happen I'm gonna get pushed I'm gonna push away God or something like that but um having grace there as part of my journey like I said I, I joined region um COVID class 2020 um, it was, it was a difficult journey. 
It's not easy. You have to really be determined to go through region. But I'm glad I did because I met wonderful girls, wonderful ladies in a group. And without them, I wouldn't be where I am now. And then also, I love the outdoors. And I felt like the outdoors, reconnecting with the outdoors through um, another organization, they went ahead and reintroduced me to the outdoors. We had the opportunity to go to California, visit Sequoia, Kings County National Park. When I went hiking up there, I was surrounded by God's creation. The mountains, the redwood trees, the streams of water. And I remember that. It was just one of those, I was like, wow, hi, God. And that's when I felt a breeze. And I felt like, this is it. This is, at that moment, that's where I felt that I was set free. Because, like, I don't do well in four walls. I do well in the outdoors. And thanks to hiking my feelings, they pushed me out there. And then that's where I found out this is where I connect with God. This is where I needed to be surrounded by his creation. That's exactly what I needed. And, and it's just now I'm taking opportunities to hike everywhere around the country. And, and that during that time, that's where I also connect with God. I'm away from distractions, no cell phone service. And everything is just me and him. He and I talk. I get to listen to whatever God has to say to me. And it's just been a really big turnaround. Very big turnaround. Like I was watching the trailer and I'm like, I've come a long way. Man. Sorry. So let me ask you this, Michelle, it's okay. What has God revealed to you in your frustrations? Or let me just ask you in a different way. Through your frustrations, looking back, what can you be thankful for? In an odd but grateful way, I'm grateful and thankful for the pain that I went through. Um, I feel that my whys are getting answered. Um, because of the domestic violence and physical abuse that came from my father, that allowed, that helped him seek the mental help that he needed. He's a 100% disabled veteran due to PTSD. Um, so because of that pain, it helped him move to seek help. Um, I am also a sexual assault survivor. I feel that that incident allowed me to now be the voice for those sexual assault victims that haven't found their voice yet. I have come from being a victim to now a survivor, and I've had women approach me saying, thank you so much for having the courage that I haven't been able to find yet and having that strength. And my cervical cancer, I feel that, again, That happened to me because I'm able to be the voice to bring awareness to early detection. 
it's, it's a silent cancer for many women. And I feel that these are the purposes as to why these periods in my life happen because I feel that God is revealing his purpose and he's using me as a voice to help others share my testimony with whoever else is having difficulties um, along their way and speak his word and bring them closer to God. Thank you. See, I truly believe, and this is biblical, of course, (laughs) that all our purpose in our lives is to glorify God. Every single one of us' purpose is to point to him and glorify God. But each of us has an individual plan on how to do that. And your plan, Michelle, was going through these struggles, as it is for most of us to go through. But your individual plan and your frustrations and your askings why have now been revealed. And I love the way you answer them. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. If there were more stories, if we had more time, we'd share a lot more stories of how God keeps working, how God never rests, how he, even through seasons like this season, unknown to us, the COVID season, he keeps on moving and working in people's hearts. And thank you so much, Grace Bible Church, for being part of that, being part of that journey, being part of his plan to come together, support each other through our brokenness, through our tests, through our struggles. You know, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, he says, always give thanks in every circumstance. Always give thanks in every circumstance. He's writing to a church that is going through some struggles as most early Christians were going through persecution, separation from their family. And he says, give thanks, even in that circumstance. You know, thousands of years later, we're going through our own struggles with marriage, with abuse, with loss of a child, frustrations, financial struggles. And God is telling you, like he was telling back then through Paul, give thanks. It doesn't make sense to us, but it does to him. Give thanks in all circumstances. And he goes on and says, for that is the will of God. That is the will of God. That is what God willed. That's what God wants. Again, we don't know why, but it's his will. That is the will of God. But check this out. Through Christ Jesus. He ends it by saying it's through him that we can be thankful for in all circumstances. Because in the circumstances we have in this life, in the struggles we have in this life, are only temporary. It is through Jesus Christ that gives us eternal salvation. It is through Jesus Christ that gives us eternity with no more sins, no more pain, no more sorrows. For that, for that we can be thankful in all circumstances. Let us be a church that continues to be thankful not only on a Thursday in November, but every day of our lives. Because Jesus lives in us. And let's be that hope to others. Let's be a church that comes alongside each other and share each other's burdens. In the highs and the lows. Knowing that all circumstances we can go through because of him. Let's pray. 
Father, we do give you thanks and praise. Let us remember that you are good always. That you are consistent. That you never change. That your love is forever. That you are our rock. Father, we give you thanks in all circumstances as your word says. And let it consider us, let it consider joy sometimes in our struggles because you're working in us. You're building up our faith to rely more on you. Because of your son, we have hope. Hope in the world to come. Eternity with you, Father. Father, I pray that if anyone has entrusted your son as their Lord and Savior, that they do so. That they can receive your son in their hearts. That they can trust in the work at the cross of your son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of our sins. And when you do that, then you're thankful. You look at things differently. You are free. And we stand here before you, Father, just giving you thanks. We love you and praise you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Love you, church. Church, let's sing.
died Oh, when I come to die When I come to die, say Jesus, huh? You may be seated. You can have everything in this world, but give me Jesus. Let that be in our hearts. Let that be the way we live our lives, stepping forward from here this day on. I forgot to announce this morning that we're starting our new series next Sunday, our Christmas series. We're really excited about that. And that series is called, Do You See What I See? We look at the Christmas story through the perspective, through the lenses of people that we know about. Joseph, Mary, the angels, and the shepherds. See what they saw. And then Christmas Eve, we're going to see what God saw and what the necessity for Christmas was all about. You don't want to miss it. Again, it begins next week. This would be the time where we pick up all the tithes and offerings, but we're handling them a little different we're going through our link called racelaredo.org forward slash give i want to thank you guys for your continued support to his ministry to his church for your offering for your worship thank you for that at this time i'm going to ask the ushers to come up and they're going to escort you row by row on your way out happy thanksgiving and we'll see you next week
Church, let's stand.
my days I've been held in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until in my head I will sing of the goodness of God
pray. Father, we do give you thanks and praise. We thank you for so many things in our lives. Reveal in our hearts to be thankful every single day of our lives. If we're honest, Father, I think we're focused more on our circumstances. We're focused more on what we don't have or the struggles in our lives more than being thankful. Remind us that because of your son, we have everything. We should be thankful for what's to come in eternity, Father, because this life is full of sin and sorrow. But the circumstances should not define how we feel because how we feel should be in the perspective of eternity. How we live should be in thankfulness for your son Jesus, that through him we have hope. Fathers, we stand here before you. Our prayer is that we don't just give thanks on the day in November, but we give thanks every single day of our lives in all circumstances. We love you, Father. We praise you and we say all these things in your son's name. Amen. You guys may be seated. How's everybody doing this afternoon? Yeah, a little bit? After Thanksgiving, I know. I feel a little bit sluggish myself, but we need to proclaim the best news that ever's be given the gift of grace. So you guys ready? Good afternoon and welcome to Grace. This side wasn't noticeable at all, but I'm going to forgive you again. It's that turkey in us. It's okay. If there's anybody here for the first time, we want to welcome you and give you a round of applause and just thank you guys for coming and making Sunday part of your worship this morning to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we had a challenge for Regalos Amor. We challenged the church, Grace Bible Church, our family, to do double as much as we did last year. Last year, we collected 200 gifts for the kids across the border through Regalos Amor. And this year, because of your faithfulness and your just giving of your heart and love, we were able to collect as a family 484 gifts for Regalos Amor. So that's something to celebrate. Thank you, guys. We came in clutch the last minute, but it's okay. We did good. So thank you for that. This Sunday is a little different. We call this Sunday Testimony Sunday, and I look forward to this Sunday because we have so much to give thanks, thanks for, really, and we're going to just share some stories of how God, through his church, is working, and some testimonies of how we need to be thankful as a church coming together and sharing our burdens with each other. So this Sunday, we call it Stories of Grace. Hi, this is my beautiful wife, Elizabeth Garcia. And this is my husband, Jose Luis Garcia. So what I do for a living is financial services. I'm self-employed and I take care of, of business owners and family members and help them and guide them with money management tips and ideas. And I'm a stay-at-home mom to a two-year-old boy and an eight-month-old baby boy. Which he is a handful. So how we got to Grace was through my sister, Sorangel. Uh, she told us about it and, and how it was, it was a true word and the true gospel and how they would teach you the, the biblical stuff. So we got motivated and I told her, we have to go. And what really just 
you know, impacted us when we first went was that, you know, they always stuck to the truth of the word and didn't just try to, you know, motivate us. During the whole process of going through these challenging times, um, when, when everything was confessed to my wife, I felt this, this giant relief, like, I'm free, I'm free. I, I could feel that, that, that connection with, with our father and that, that I, I always wanted, but I'm so excited. There's a celebration. I want to jump, cheer, be like, guys, I'm saved. I'm saved. But I turn back and I, and I look at Liz. She's on the floor saved. I can't, I can't cheer with you. I can't, I'm broken. And that's the hardest thing. Before we met with Pastor Eddie, um, I was just feeling very defeated. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I told my husband, you know, if you really want this to work out, this marriage to work out, then we need to, you know, seek help. It was it was a very depressing road and decided to reach out. I wasn't gonna let go of the the gift that God provided me. Yeah. When the pastor first, you know, asked us if he wanted to continue with, you know, finishing our marital counseling and going into regen, I thought, this is not for me. I don't need this. Like I've been a Christian practically all my life. So I'm self-employed and, and I know if I run my business, I have to run it and either you do it or you don't. There's no, I'm gonna, I'll try to do it. So when I came into, into Regen, that's the same attitude I took. It's just, I have to do this. So one of the things that were holding me back and, and being part of, of this group was my pride and my ego thinking that I know it all already, and I was just not living what God was telling me to do, so I've, I, there's no need for me to go and do this. This is for somebody else, not for me. So one of the biggest fears I had coming into Regen was opening up about myself, about you know the issues that we were going through in our marriage. Um, there was definitely a lot of feelings of shame and in, you know, just feeling vulnerable, having to open up to people I don't know. And, you know, just wondering, am I ever gonna be able to let my guard down? Will you guys help me welcome uh, Jose Luis and Liz Garcia to the stage, please. First of all, I want to give you thanks for coming up here and sharing your testimony, not only video, but sharing some of your testimony here live with us. I know it takes a lot of uh, courage, um, and it's a little nerve-wracking, but I know God's going to be doing something in people's lives, and that's why he puts us through our disciplines and our tests, so we should glorify him, and there's a reason for this, and so thank you for that. Liz, let me ask you, when you were met with unexpected expectations, really, in your marriage, 
it brought significant pain. How did this break the image you had of your relationship with the church, saying that you were a Christian most of your life? Did it break the image in any way? I actually feel like it enhanced my image of the importance of the church in our lives. <clears throat> I had been listening to testimonies of other couples going through similar situations, and I saw how God restored their marriage, you know, through, you know, counseling with their pastors and through, you know, being involved in small groups to work on their recovery. And I knew that in order for us to recover, you know, individually and as a couple, we needed to seek help through the church. So having sought out help, um, how did it help you? How did it help you come to the Grace family or through the church leaders? What was the result or how is it helping you through your journey now? Um, when we first started with the marital counseling and, and then continued on to our individual recoveries through Regen, um, you know, I was very hesitant. It's not easy to open up, you know, about your struggles to, you know, a group of strangers. Um, but it definitely has helped to be in a group with other women who may be going through similar situations or even different situations. And it's just encouraging to see them being God using them and moving in their lives and seeing them be restored. It's helped me. Joselise, let me ask you some questions as well. You mentioned in the video that when you confessed to your wife, you felt quite liberated and you really felt the presence of God saying, I've been saved and this is great. But looking at your wife hurt you because even though you were joyful, your wife was still hurting. How has this situation um, brought you really into a new relationship with Jesus Christ and, and his church through your incident? It, it showed me God's grace that for my sins and her, her reaction was the most beautiful thing that, hey, it's okay. We're going to work it out. And as a, as a machista, I guess, it's like, no, it's going to be the worst. It's already done. But it shows, and it was just kind of like God talking to me like, hey, this is, this is grace. This is the love I have for you. Um, and when I talk about cheering and about feeling free that God loves me, and, and I know he does, and what I've done, <clears throat> it just reminds me, I guess, hey, you're a sinner, and, and, and he died for you on the cross because you sinned. And, I mean, I know the video, I'm breaking down, I kind of I wanted to cry, and I, and I still do. And, but it just also reminds me, like, hey, he died for your sins. So it just changed me and it brought me into this whole different view of God and of, of, of the church of especially when when we're here I've, I've seen other I've, we've seen other testimonies and it's like oh, that's not for me man like oh that guy just doesn't have anything under control in his home uh, <laughs> I mean I know what to do but he doesn't but it's all right I mean that's always compa comparing but 
now look at me, I'm here, right? <laughs> uh, but it's brought me closer and it's humbled me, a whole humble. So I'm gonna ask you both this question as well. Through this journey, through this struggle, what else has God revealed in your life? And, and, and what hope do you have moving forward? It's been revealed to me that, well, it was more of a reminder because I would always say, you know, I'm, I don't depend, my joy does not depend on any person, man, my joy depends on the Lord. And this whole experience has been a reminder that, you know, I need to be more dependent of him and more faithful of him, of God, and not of anyone else. And at the same time, you know, I, I, you know, speaking of thankfulness, I did pray for this radical change in him. I had been praying for it, and I found myself to be ungrateful because it didn't happen the way I wanted it to be. And, you know, going through Regen has been a great reminder that, you know, God was listening to me. God did see my heart and the desires of my heart, and he did answer it. So that does give me hope that he's going to continue to restore us. So there are several things that would reveal to me. And one of them was to be a godly man. Uh, to, yes, I was taking care of the household, the financial stuff. But that's not what the Lord wanted. I mean, he does, right? But he wanted more from me. And as, as the man of the household, it's my job to raise those two boys of to be godly, godly boys and godly men and prepare them. And not only that, but to, to, to teach them the gospel and, and to teach my wife the gospel. That's, that's the duty of, a, of us men in our household. And, you know, I let that go because I felt I was providing. Providing was, hey, that's enough. That's good. But it, just, it was revealed to me that, hey, you need to step up to the plate. Um, I feel like that's how God talks to me. Like, boy, you need to step up. Uh, you're, you're slacking. I was like, either, either you do it or I'm going to do it for you, but you're not going to like the way I do it. So it's like, okay, let me do it. So I, I guess that's what it's revealed to me, and, and I just sharing, sharing this to everybody, like, that's another thing that's with, that was revealed. Like, you need to share what what you're going through and, and what's the job of us men to do in our household. And on a personal note, like I shared in the first service, it's been a great journey to see how God is working in their marriage. Um, it's not done, obviously, but it's really neat to see how you are up here and just what, a month and a half, two months ago, you were in my office not seeing the light and now you see the fruition of what God does and it's purposeful. And you're right, Jose Luis, I agree. God disciplines us and he tells us these things, but we don't listen. So it has to take some sort of struggle, some circumstance in our life for us to wake up. But it's for his glory and our good. Thank you guys so much. I am happily married right now to my wonderful husband, Robert. We just had our first wedding anniversary on November 2nd. 
I'm a full-time employee. I have busy life, busy schedule. In the middle of all of it, I um, decided to pursue my education in communications. I'll be starting in spring. And I'm a mom of two beautiful boys. One of them's in elementary and one's in middle school. At an early age, I started witnessing domestic violence between my parents. And then eventually it turned into physical abuse towards myself and my brothers. Since I didn't know how to process that pain and that anger, all I did was just store it up inside and pretty much ignored it. Um, as years went on, I went into the dating years and I saw that the cycles were repeating when it came to domestic violence. And I started questioning myself and I started questioning God. Why? What, what, did I do something to deserve this? It's something that I, I held on to in, my, in the back of my mind. I wanted to know why. After everything that I had gone through in life, I had already set myself to be alone. I felt like I didn't deserve happiness. I didn't deserve to be loved. It was only going to be my son and I. But sure enough, wonderful man shows up, my now husband Robert, and out of fear, I held my wall up. I, I felt like I needed to protect myself because of everything that I've gone through in my past. So finally I felt like things were just coming out great, things were going smooth, and um, we ended up getting pregnant. So that was a happy moment in our life, but unfortunately we miscarried. So all that happiness pretty much went out the window. I felt like I was being punished again. I did something wrong. I was asking God, why? What, wh why would you take a child away from me? I thought that I couldn't bear any more children. And with this pregnancy, I felt like it was a gift only to be taken away from me. Um, I didn't know how to grieve it, just like I didn't know how to grieve the rest of my past. So I just stored it up, threw away the key. And then shortly after, I was then diagnosed with cervical cancer. Due to my cervical cancer, I had to get a hysterectomy. Therefore, I have no ability whatsoever to bear children anymore. I just wanted to know why. I knew I wasn't going to get my answers. I knew I wasn't going to hear what I wanted to hear. Out of anger, out of frustration, I wanted to know what I did to deserve all of this. It was just one thing after another after another. And I just wanted my answers and I just wanted that control. But then sure enough, I was going to be shown that I'm not the one in control. So as time went by, after my um, cervical cancer diagnosis, my coworker, best friend, Sylvia Villarreal, offered an invitation um, to join her with at church. At first, I was a little hesitant. Sure enough, one day I gave in. I was like, fine, stop twisting my arm. So I walk into church, music's playing, tears start running down my face. I just felt something take over me something that I had never felt before. It was scary because I'm feeling. Feeling is not something I'm familiar with, but at the same time, it felt peaceful. It felt graceful. And 
after the music, I, I, of course, we sit down and listen to the sermon. And afterwards, we walk out. It was just an overwhelming feeling of hope that I never had before. I was scared of hope before because of all the negative things, all the trauma that I've had in my life. For so many years, through so many things, my number one question to God was why? 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 But now that I finally put my guard down, now that I finally allowed myself to trust him, to listen to his word, my whys were finally going to start being answered. So sure enough, my friend Sylvia, she told me about how she was going to start a new class at church called Regen, Regeneration. And um, I asked her, hey, what is it about? And she's like, well, it'd be best if you had to sit down with Ila. So sure enough, we set up a sit down. We had an amazing conversation and Ilda highly recommended that I do Regen. And so I did. I signed up. Um, sure enough, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know that it was going to be such a rough process. So as I began my journey through Regen, um, my husband noticed a drastic change in me. He said that that change was for the worse. But that's when I started thinking to myself, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be getting worse. I'm supposed to be getting better. What's going on? That's when I knew that this journey wasn't going to be easy. It was going to be a rough one. Let's welcome uh, Michelle Farias up to the stage. I want to thank you as well, Michelle, for your testimony, for your video, and just the courage to come up here and share, right? It's, it's, we're called to share our brokenness and share each other's burdens, and that's really what we're doing. So let me ask you, Michelle, you mentioned on your, in, your, in your testimony in the video that you were asking questions to God out of frustration, maybe more out of anger. Um, were you really seeking answers? And then my question to you is, what, what were your frustrations based on? My frustrations were based on wanting to know what I did to deserve everything that I had been through. Um, the more that time went by and I didn't get my answer, the more I'd get frustrated, the more I'd get angry. And the more I would also store everything inside. Um, I had a habit, I don't have it anymore, of just storing away my emotions, crying for like maybe two to five minutes, okay, yeah, get over it. But I never processed anything. And when my out outbursts would come out, I'd know, but I felt like this is something, oh, I can deal with it, I can handle it. As time went by and I noticed that I wasn't getting anywhere trying to deal with it on my own, um, that's when Grace Bible Church walked into my life, and I knew that this was the way that I was going to get help. How, how has Grace Bible Church, the family of Grace, helped you, not, not storing up your frustration anymore, but confessing and just sharing your, 
your struggles and your guilts? The main um, step that I took here at church was I joined um, Regen, Regeneration, class of 2020, COVID class 2020. Just graduated this past July. Um, It really opened my eyes and I unlocked all those boxes that I had stored away with all my emotions and all my trauma. Um, As I said in the video, it was a difficult, very difficult process, but I was determined to get through it because I wanted my answers. I wanted to know why, but I knew at the same time, I need to get better. I'm not, I, I, I needed to get that connection with God. And um, it was a tough process, like I said, and it was, I don't do well within four walls. And um, I feel like I needed to do something else to help me process this journey. And um, I reconnected with the outdoors through another organization. And my family and I, we were blessed with the opportunity to go to California this past summer, and we visited Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park. And as I was walking down the trails, um, there's, no, there's no distractions. There's no cell service. There's nothing. It's just you're listening to nature. You're listening to the wildlife. You're listening to your thoughts to your feelings. And as I started finally processing all of that, that's when I felt a breeze hit me. And that's when I realized I am out here in God's creation, God's mountains, God's trees, God's streams of water. And at that moment, that's when I felt like I was set free. And that's when I was like, okay, this, this is it. This is how my journey begins. I hear him. He hears me. And that's how I connect with him more now. I get out there, just me and him out in, out in nature. So, As his word says, be still and know that I am God. Yes. And now that I'm exposed a little bit more to the mountains, faith can move mountains. Matthew 17, 20. So um, it's just unbelievable. And the girls from Regen, it's just, they've been so supportive. It was an honor to have gone through that journey with them. They really, we really helped each other out. Um, As one of us would stray, we'd pull each other back in. It was just unbelievable. I, I owe a lot of this to Regen and to Grace. That's what the church is for, coming alongside each other and helping each other through the struggles and the burdens that we have. One more question, Um, Michelle, what has God revealed to you through your life experience that you are now thankful for, through the struggles that you've been through in your life? What are you thankful for for that? It's difficult, but at the same time, I'm thankful for the pain that I went through, ironically. Um, Because of the domestic violence and the physical abuse, it led my dad to get help for his mental condition. He is a 100% disabled veteran due to PTSD. I'm also a sexual assault survivor. Um, For many years, I was a victim. I just recently became a survivor. And I am using my voice to bring awareness to sexual assault. And I've had several women come up to me and thank me 
for my courage, my bravery, for having that voice, finding my voice they haven't found yet. Um, and my cervical cancer, my hysterectomy, um, I feel like God is also using me to bring awareness to early detection. It's a silent illness for many women. And um, I feel that through all that pain, I was able to discover the purpose that God had for me, and which is to use my voice to speak of my trauma in order to possibly help others that are going through the same and just bring others to him and to his word. Thank you. You know, we all have one purpose as believers, as sons and daughters of God, and our purpose is to glorify God. Not to glorify ourselves, but to glorify him. All of us have that purpose. But each of us has an individual plan on how God uses our circumstances to do that. My plan is different than your plan, but ultimately is to glorify God. And a lot of our plans, most of the time, are painful. And I thank you for your plan and being up here to share what you're sharing so others can also turn to Christ. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. That's what I love about Grace Bible Church. We're a family that's so broken, but we share each other's burdens, as God's word says. We come alongside each other. And we help each other through all circumstances. You know, Paul writes about that in Philippians chapter 5. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances. And he's writing this letter during the time where Christians were being persecuted more than ever. Churches were being split apart. Families were being scattered. Some were being killed as we saw in Hebrews. And he says, during these circumstances, give thanks. Makes no sense, does it? In all circumstances, give thanks. And he says this, for it is the will of God. It's God's will to give thanks in all circumstances. That's what he wants. We don't understand sometimes our, our struggles and our difficulties. But it's his will to give thanks no matter what circumstances we're all going through. But he finishes that verse by saying, in Christ Jesus. We can be thankful in all our circumstances because of him. See, we are called not to look at our lives as this is it. See, our lives that we're living now full of sorrow and pain and sinfulness is only a speck in eternity. We should be thankful in the perspective that one day there will be no more sorrow, pain, or sin. And that's when we see him face to face. That's where we need to give thanks in Christ Jesus. Because through him, we can handle anything that comes our way. So let's change our perspective. Let us be a church that is not thankful in the highs, but is thankful in the lows. Because God is working through us. And we should thank him for that. Let's pray. Father, we do give you thanks and praise for who you are. You are a rock. You are constant. You never change, Father. We may stray away but you don't. Let us remember to be thankful in all circumstances, not when things are going our way, but always, Father, because you're doing something in us. As your word says, let us call it, let's, let's all be joyful when we have pain, we have circumstances of all things because you're working through us. You're making us trust you more, Father. You're building endurance in us. Let us be a church that reflects your son 
to the community that we're joyful when things aren't going our way and that we can point others to your son Jesus Christ that is what we're called to do as your church we love you father we thank you for who you are and in his name we pray amen love you guys